It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On NHL podcast, Monday edition. Gil Martin here, your Monday host, talking all things NHL. And with training camps opening up this week, we have got a lot to discuss today. We have three great local experts on to talk about all the latest news with their team. First, we're joined by Ian McLaren of Locked On Boston Bruins to talk about the Bees and their coming season and Boston certainly should be a contending team once again. We're also joined by Hunter Hodes of Locked On Penguins to talk about the injury to Sidney Crosby. He needs surgery. How will the Penguins cope without both Evgeny Malkin and Sidney Crosby at the beginning of the season? And we are joined by Chris Maselli of Locked On Avalanche to talk about the change in goal and the, the keys to the Avalanche bouncing back after their disappointing playoff loss. So, first, Ian McLaren of Locked On Boston Bruins joins us. Great interview with Ian, so enjoy. And welcome, everybody, to the Locked On NHL Monday program. And right now, it's my pleasure to welcome in the host of Locked On Boston Bruins, Ian McLaren. And Ian, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks for, uh, thanks for sending the invite to chat. Oh, very good to have you here. And and the Bruins, obviously, uh, you know, always considered a contending team. How do you feel overall about the offseason that the Bruins have had so far? Yeah, it's been it's been an interesting offseason for sure. I think one of the things that stands out to me the most is just uh, the higher than expected level of of roster turnover. you know, first of all, David Krejci decided to uh, head back to his native Czech Republic, and he and he's uh, kind of lighting up his his native league at the moment. Uh, and the Bruins have a, a pretty huge hole to fill at the second line center spot. That's, uh, I, I guess, going to uh, be not handed to, but Charlie Coyle is going to be the guy who's up there. And then, you know, they signed a, a few guys, uh, Nick Foligno, Eric Howla, Thomas Nasik for some depth. And uh, especially in net, there's going to be uh, some new faces as well with with the uh, tandem of Yaroslav Halak and Tuka Rask. Uh, not there to start the season, at least, with, with Rask kind of waiting to see how he is able to come back from hip surgery. Uh, but Linus Olmark from uh, Buffalo – and uh, the rookie goalie Jeremy Swayman will be, uh, you know, the the tandem in net to start the season. So, yeah, some new faces up front, uh, some some young guys that they'll be relying on on the blue line, and uh, really some uh, some new blood in uh, between the pipes for sure. So it's going to be a different team uh, for the Bruins. Uh, going to take some time to get used to to some of these new guys, but uh, you know the core of uh, Pasternak. Uh, Bergeron, Marchand, uh, Charlie McAvoy, who who could very well be a Norris finalist this season. Uh, those guys are are rare to go, and uh, yeah, with them playing at a high level, the Bruins will always be uh, 
you know, a playoff team for sure and, and cup hopefuls at the very least. As far as the goaltending goes, I mean, how do you see Olmark and Swayman splitting time until Rask makes his decision? I mean, I would think that it would be fairly even. I could see it kind of being uh, two starts for Allmark and one start for Swayman kind of situation. Uh, they've invested pretty heavily in Linus Allmark, giving him, you know, a four-year deal, $5 million per season. So obviously they believe in him, and he put up pretty good numbers uh, with a very bad Buffalo Sabres team over the last couple of seasons. Uh, so I think, yeah, they're going to come out of the gate, give him – Uh, the lion's share of the starts, but they also don't want uh, Jeremy Swayman's progression to be stalled at all by, by sitting on the bench. So I would assume that he would get, uh, you know, probably in your typical week, if you have three, four games, Allmark would get two of those games and and Swayman will get one or perhaps two, if there's a a kind of a back-to-back situation as well in there as well. So yeah, it would probably be about a 60, 40 split. Uh, I would say to to start the season at least. How much of a difference will it make having Taylor Hall for a full season? I think that's huge. I mean, uh, he actually said on Friday that he had made the decision to re-sign with the Bruins uh, without any certainty that David Krejci would be back. Obviously, uh, his line of Hall, uh, Krejci, and Craig Smith uh, had great chemistry last season. Uh, But for him, you know, he's been around uh, for quite a number of years. And over the last few years, he's played on, you know, three, four different teams. So I think for him, uh, he feels pretty comfortable uh, with the Bruins. He's fit in well with the locker room and just having that stability, knowing he's going to be around for four seasons and also that he is not kind of uh, the number one guy on the call sheet per se. He's, uh, you know, a second line guy with very high end talent. Uh, there's not really much pressure to to carry the team, uh, so to speak. So I think altogether, uh, yeah, it's going to be really big for him and for the Bruins to have uh, to have him back in the mix for sure. What do you think the Bruins will miss the most about David Krejci? Oh, yeah, it's, that's really hard to pinpoint. Uh, I think Bruins fans are going to learn. Uh, really quick, just how um, how much he meant has meant to this team over the last ten years. He's kind of a guy that uh, has been an unsung hero, kind of underappreciated, if that's uh, you know possible. Looking at his numbers, um, yeah, he he put up you know regularly seventy points a season. He was solid in his uh, in his own end, uh, very kind of unselfish player, but able to take over games uh, when necessary. Um, And yeah, thinking about a guy like Charlie Coyle, he's a very capable NHL center. Uh, There's still questions as to whether he's, you know, can carry the second line. Uh, And David Krejci, I think will uh, be, yeah, very missed on the ice and and off the ice as well. You know, he had a, a very quiet, presence about him but guys really looked up to him he and and, uh you know fellow Czech David Pasternak had a a very close relationship um so I think yeah it's going to be a a very uh, big loss for the Bruins on the ice uh and in the locker room and I I kind of feel like this will be something that Don Sweeney has to address uh you know prior to the trade deadline um 
traditionally he's been looking for wingers at the trade deadline to play with Krejci. I think uh, this year it, it could be more of a, a situation where he's trying to add a, a center close to the trade deadline for the playoff push. All right. Well, first preseason game is coming up at the end of this week. Ian, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find the podcast and where they can find you on social media? Yeah, you can uh, subscribe to Locked On Boston Bruins wherever you get uh, podcasts. Uh, follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram, both at Locked NHL Bruins. And uh, people can find me at Ian C. McLaren on, on Twitter as well. All right, Ian, thanks so much for joining us. Good luck to you and the Bruins this year. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right, hockey fans, now I'm going to give you the inside track on fantasy hockey. It's Fantrax. Fantrax's free NHL Fantasy Hockey League manager is the most customizable, easy-to-use, and feature-rich platform in the industry. Sign up for free today, and as a special offer for locked-on NHL fans, you'll be entered to win an official NHL signed Nathan McKinnon jersey. Just simply go to Fantrax.com slash LockedOn and sign up. The top dynasty fantasy hockey platform in the industry, Fantrax is the most customizable fantasy platform, offering the greatest fantasy experience for your dynasty, keeper, redraft, and best ball leagues. Go deep with the ultimate keeper in dynasty leagues, create a simple redraft league, or even a customizable best ball league with up to two thousand teams and if you're coming from another service Fantrax can import any of your current leagues and customize if needed ever have a trade go wrong or make a mistake in dropping a player if you've had leagues on yahoo or espn migrate to Fantrax for a better experience Fantrax commissioner tools allow you to undo any move with one simple click among the most trusted names in fantasy sports since 2008 They offer hockey, football, baseball, basketball, college basketball, college football, golf, soccer, and NASCAR. So if there's anything lacking in your current Fantasy League manager, Fantrax likely has it. Fantasy sports doesn't sleep, and neither does Fantrax with seasons running 365 days a year. There's a reason why fantasy players who try Fantrax make it their permanent home for all their fantasy leagues again. Sign up for free today and be entered to win an official NHL signed Nathan McKinnon jersey. Simply go to Fantrax.com slash locked on and sign up today. That's Fantrax.com slash locked on. Fantrax, the home of fantasy sports. Today's episode is also brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You've got... You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, there's no annual contract. So, get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. And right now, it's our pleasure to welcome in Chris Maselli from Locked On Colorado Avalanche. And uh, Chris, how are you today? Uh, every time I, I do an episode, whether it's mine or a crossover like this, it's just another day closer to 
opening day puck drop. So uh, I'm fantastic in that aspect. Yeah. It is great that training camps are opening up this week and, and preseason for the avalanche less than 10 days away. So uh, yeah, everybody is uh, excited for the start of hockey season. Looking back at this off season, uh, ironically, probably the shortest off season in NHL history. Um, what do you feel was the, the, the best move that the avalanche made over the course of this off season? Well, they, the three names that kept coming up uh, that, that they had to sign were Philip Grubauer, Gabe Landeskog, and Kale McCarr. And they got two out of three. And uh, it didn't Meatloaf say two out of three ain't bad? He did. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I think if, you're, if you were going to sign two out of three, if, if you came to me and said, which one would you want to lose? I think the way it went would have been my answer. You want to sign Gabe Landeskog. He's your captain. He's been your captain forever. Um, You wanted to sign into a long-term deal. You wanted the number to be relatively good. And it was. Maybe people are saying like, yeah, maybe eight years is a bit too much. But the Avs can deal with that later if they need to. And they structured his contract in a way where, yeah, if the last four years of his deal, if he's getting, you know, his age is creep, his age and the way he plays, um, which, you know, he camps in front of the net, if that starts to wear on him, they can move him. Uh, the first four years, they can't. He has a, a no movement clause. The four years after, you can have that conversation. So I think they were happy doing that. Uh, Kale McCarr, absolute must to, uh, and, and he was uh, restricted. It's not like he was going anywhere. But the question was him was was uh, bridge or long term, and they went long ish term. Uh, they gave him a six year deal, which will you know that it's not a bridge for him. You know that that's people were thinking why not give him a seven or eight, um, but they didn't. They gave him a six, and then he's going to cash in again. <laughs> you know, you would assume so. Uh, when this deal is over, but you you got both of those guys locked up for a good amount of time, and you couldn't you couldn't land a deal with with Grubauer. I think uh, I think they were okay with term. I think he wanted a little bit more money, um, and I think playing for an expansion franchise in Seattle appealed to him, so he went. But they uh, made a, a good move to get Darcy Kemper to replace him. So. All things considered, I think those were their their biggest moves, and I think they were uh, they were good moves in the end. Kemper for Grubauer, do you feel that's a net gain, a net loss, or are we right about at the same level that we were last year? Uh, before a, a shift has been played, I would say right now it's more of a lateral move than uh, an increase or decrease. I wouldn't even say it's a decrease at all. Um, and I think if everything goes as well, would not surprise me if, you know, we meet again when the season is over and say he was a little bit better than Grubauer. And, and that's not to take anything away from Grubauer. It's just a lot of goalies can play well on this team because they have such a great defense, uh, in front of them. And all you have to do, you know, Grubauer went, I I can't remember the, the, total number of games there was a consecutive streak he had where he faced it was 20 or less shots in a game and it was a a good amount of games in a row 
So yeah, you got to stop those shots. Uh, but he wasn't getting peppered with 35, 40 shots a game. Can Kemford do that? I, I think Avalanche fans have all the faith in the world that uh, he can at least mimic the the stats that Grubauer is putting up from last year with a, a solid defense in front of him. No doubt about that. Last year, the Avalanche were one of the favorites to win the Stanley Cup at the start of the playoffs. Obviously, they fall short. What do you feel was the missing ingredient last year? And does this team have that problem corrected heading into this year? So there was a couple problems. One was definitely Nazem Kadri uh, and his suspension. That did not help at all because, <clears throat> excuse me, you were you were going up against Vegas, who's a physical team. And that's the one thing that the Avalanche didn't have a ton of was physicality. And he was one of your guys on, on the forward side anyway that obviously is a physical presence. You didn't have that. Uh, and you didn't they, they didn't have it all season long, really, on the defensive end outside of guys like Ryan Graves. Now, they traded Ryan Graves uh, to to try to preempt Seattle taking him and getting nothing in return. So they traded him to New Jersey Devils uh, for Ryan Murray, who, you know, I would say Graves is more of a physical player than he is. So did they address it? They didn't address the physicality, and, and I think a lot of people really thought that they would. But I feel, uh, including me, I did. I thought they would try to get, uh, you know, one of those kind of type bruiser type of guys that they kind of lost with Nikita Zadorov, but they didn't. Um, and I think they are okay playing their style of game. I feel like they just think, no, we just need to make one or two depth moves and some adjustment moves and we can play the style that we've continued to play um and and they think that they can win it they're not a a pushover team by any stretch of the imagination uh if you want to get physical with them they have no problem getting physical with you they don't they're not the aggressors in that aspect they don't start the fight uh if you start it they will you know they'll go toe to toe with you and there were times in that vegas series where they out hit vegas uh, on a few of those games. So again, it's not their style of play. They will play it, but that's the rub on them. If you take them out of that game, they don't have the the type of response where they can play a physical game all game long and, and get a leg up on you. They're just not built that way, and they're not again this season. So that is a looming question. Um, you didn't really address getting that bruiser on the blue line so is this going to come around and haunt you again come playoff time? They think it won't. It remains to be seen. Obviously, when you have a deep and talented team like the Avalanche are right now, not a lot of room for younger players to step in and earn a full-time job. But who are you looking at as training camp gets underway and, and rookie camp is ending? Uh, who might have a chance at making this roster this year? Well, that that was a, another area they, they didn't make a ton of moves in free agency because they have they have so many prospects uh just waiting to kind of slide in but it is going to be a challenge but guys that could make an impact day one you're looking at alex newhook uh he could he could be on the second line uh come puck drop uh and bowen byram on the defensive end 
probably a third pairing for him. Both of those guys got uh, into uh, sl- slotted into the roster late in the season. Byram got hurt during a regular season game against Vegas, never returned. Uh, he was available come playoff time. I think during the Vegas series, he was cleared. He got hit. It was a bad hit against the boards uh, and had a concussion, went through all that, was ready to go, and then went on the COVID protocol list. So then was sidelined for another two weeks after that. That brought him into the playoffs. And when they got to the Vegas series, he was healthy and ready to go. They just never played him for whatever reason um, and never really got an answer as to why. Alex Newhook, same type of guy, brought in late in the season, threw him right on the second line his first game. Um, he, you know, he, I was watching him and we were talking a little bit before we recorded that they're, they're playing right now in the Arizona rookie tournament. And those two guys specifically are head and shoulders above everybody else. They're ready to go. Uh, maybe, I don't want to say a long shot because he did get a couple games. In the playoffs, they brought him up with Sampo Ranta. Um, you will see him, maybe not to start the season, uh, but he will be one of those guys that gets some playing time, throw him in there every once in a while. If an injury happens, and the Avalanche are no strangers to injuries, uh, he'll definitely get brought up from their AHL team with the Colorado Eagles. Uh, so he's a name to watch. He's a big body, and he's a, a fast player. So he could be one of those guys that, we're saying physicality on the front end, he could be one of those guys. So uh, definitely new hook and Byram. And as a, a bonus, as an extra Sampo Ranta. Give me the key to this season for the Colorado avalanche. I just alluded to it. Stay healthy. And it, it, the only reason I say that is because the last two years, it has decimated them, how they've been able to stay above water, not even above water. They've been at the top of the standings with, I can't, if you want to go look it up, how many man games that they have missed because of injuries is astounding. Uh, But when you have, uh, you know, Nathan McKinnon as, as your fearless leader, who's the one guy who's kind of stayed away from all of these injuries, knock on wood, um, almost everybody else has been nabbed one way or another uh, by the injury bug and, I mean, the next man up mentality lives and breathes well in the avalanche locker room because they don't miss a beat. If they can stay healthy for the most part, you're going to have injuries. Let's get real. Um, But if it can be somewhat minimized, uh, this team, you know, winning the president's trophy last year with all the injuries that they had was almost nothing short of a miracle. If they can be, as healthy as possible, um, they, 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 they're going to be a tough team to stop. But the, that's the big thing. And then, you know, there is depth questions because they did lose some guys on your uh, third and fourth line to free agency. So you brought in some new guys. It's a combination of the new guys and uh, the young guys. So how long will it take them to kind of get their legs and gel together as a team? Um, and once they get past that, that uh, I don't want to say that they're going to have a rough patch in the beginning, but you know, some teams do, some teams just need a couple weeks to get going. Um, the abs could be that team. And I just, you know, you, you want it to be as short lived as possible 
Uh, but one, if they do, if they come out struggling a little bit, once they get hot, uh, the rest of the season is going to be entertaining for sure. All right, Chris, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find your podcast and where they can find you on social media? Yeah, podcast Lockdown Avalanche. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, obviously, you can find us there. And on Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche. On Instagram, just search Lockdown Avalanche. And we do have our YouTube page up and running. So uh, just go to YouTube and search Lockdown Avalanche if you want to listen to the show in video format and stare at my mug for 22 to 30 minutes a day. You can do that (laughs) on the YouTube page. So yeah, follow me there. All right, Chris, thanks so much for joining us today. Anytime, man. Today's episode is also brought to you by your friends at Built Bar. Do you know Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they are passionate about their favorites. And it's easy to tell why. Listen to some of these great flavors. Coconut, Cherry Barcia, Mint Brownie, Strawberry, Cookies and Cream, German Chocolate, and my personal favorite, Salted Caramel. You have that mixture of sweet and salty that really just appeals to me. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where they'll send you two of each of the nine permanent flavors so you can figure out which ones you like the best. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they are healthy too. Check out these macros. Each bar has 17 or 18 grams of protein, just 130 to 180 calories, only 4 or 5 grams of sugar, and 4 or 5 grams of net carbs. All amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy and built bar is the official protein bar of the u.s track and field team go to built.com use the promo code lock 15 and you'll get 15 percent off your order that's promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off at built.com what's up guys trey matthews of locked on devils here and let me tell you about discover debit cash back wings for the game boom cash back new lucky jersey boom cash back Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game-changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit discover bank member fdic and right now it's my pleasure to welcome in as our next guest the host of locked on penguins hunter hodes and hunter thanks for joining us today yeah thank you so much for having me on gil tough off season in some ways for the pittsburgh penguins within the last week the big news Sidney crosby wrist surgery going to miss roughly six weeks means he will not be ready to start the season. What does this mean to the Penguins, and how is the team going to deal with it? Yeah, man, I mean, this is definitely not the start to the season that you wanted. You know, there's barely been no update on Evgeny Malkin. Um, He's expected to miss some of the season, if not upwards of half, though. Again, there's really been no update. I think Ron Hextall is going to have one as training camp opens this week. Uh, The Sidney Crosby one, it's definitely a bit annoying. Um, I wish he could have had surgery. Um, well before then but you know at best you're looking at he's only going to miss the first week of the season which you know is probably not going to be that big a deal at worst you know it's potentially a couple weeks but um, they should be able to survive the first week of the season especially if they get 
decent goaltending from Tristan Jari, but you know, that's might be hard to come by, especially after what we saw um, in the Stanley Cup playoffs against the Islanders. But um, you're looking at first line center Jeff Carter to start the year. Definitely not something that I thought I would be saying uh, back in June or July or even heck, even last week. Um, you're probably looking at Teddy Bluger is going to center your second line. Brian Boyle might make the team, which is just crazy to say, just because he signed here um, only a couple of weeks ago. But um, the injuries with the Penguins, its this has been something that's gone on uh, for Sid and Gino's entire tenure. Um, and it's not going to stop until they retire or even after that. So I just, I wish I was surprised by this stuff. I'm not, I think the entire fan base is just immune, immune to it, excuse me, but it's definitely really tough that they're going to have to open the season without uh, two, their two best players. And, you know, I think a lot of people are going to look at that um, and just, you know, predict the Penguins to finish here or finish here, even though, you know, Sid's going to be back probably well before Gino and, you know, they, they they play some of their best hockey when one of their two centers is out. I don't I can't stress that enough. Obviously, you want both of them in the lineup because you play even better hockey when they're both rolling, but they still play really well when one of them is out. Heck, they've even won games when both of them were out as well. You mentioned the goaltending, Tristan Jerry, Casey DeSmith back as the top two. How confident are the Penguins that this duo has what it takes to get them to the next level come playoff time? Well, they kind of have no choice, right? You know, I mean, they <laughs> doubled down on it. You know, Hextall defended them at the end of season uh, press conference. Um, they didn't sign for a goalie um, in free agency, even though there were some decent options there. But, you know, just looking at the numbers, they were all – kind of similar to what they've had regular season wise. And then trade wise, they did not trade for anyone either. Um, I think they're what they're really counting on here, Gil, and to everyone who's listening, they fired Mike Buckley, which was probably a year or two overdue for those that don't know. For those that don't know, he was their former goaltending coach and Jari was not the first goalie to kind of sink under him. Matt Murray struggled a lot um, during his last couple of seasons in Pittsburgh and was not the same after Mike Bales left to go to, um, I'm pretty sure it was Carolina, and then I think went up to Buffalo. They're hoping that Andy Chiodo, who was the goaltending development coach and who played on the Penguins during basically the Gen X days before Sid came to town, they're hoping that he can uh, tweak his game a bit to just make him a better goaltender. So I really think that's the sword that they're dying on to have Jari be better this year and as well as DeSmith and you know, Casey, it was unfortunate that he got hurt um, right before the playoffs began because I 100% think he would have started that game six had he been healthy or, you know, maybe even game five, but um, definitely game six, I would say. But, you know, that's what I think they're hoping for. I mean, I've been saying it for so many months and years just of watching this team, you know, seeing them win three Stanley Cups in this era. All they need is at least average goaltending and they'll go pretty far. You know, when they couldn't even get that against the Islanders, when I thought they mainly outplayed them in about four of those six games, um, it was just tough because I really felt bad for a lot of the players. You just, you look at the underlying numbers and it's just, you know, that that's always the great equalizer, right? If your goalie is great, you're going to win it. If, if, if not, um, you're going to sink. And that's exactly what happened to Pittsburgh last year. But um, I can't say I'm super confident, but, you know, I've been proven wrong time and time before with a lot of stuff regarding this team, and I would love to be proven wrong again with this. So 
Um, we'll see what happens. Um, if those goalies struggle by late November, Thanksgiving, you know, December by Christmas, something like that, um, I can see Hextall trading for a veteran goaltender from somewhere around the league. With Crosby and Malkin both out at least very early in the season, who picks up the leadership role with those two players out? Because that's not just your two most talented players. It's also two of your leaders. Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. That, that, that I think 100% falls to Chris Letang. I mean, he's been here for almost as long as they have, and he's always been one of the big leaders um, on this team. He's a core player. He's the best defenseman in franchise history. He has almost all of the records for um, defensemen in this team, and he's just always that big veteran presence in the locker room. You know, he'll he'll speak up when needed. So, uh, I definitely think he takes that over a bunch. I could see Jeff Carter doing that as well. I know he's only been here for not even a full season, but with how much he's played in the league, I could definitely see him taking over that kind of role. Brian Dumoulin as well. He's been here a long time. Um, I think Brian Russ takes up a little bit of that role. He's been here for a while. Um, I think it's mainly those players, but again, you know, it really starts with Chris Letang with how long he's been here and how just, you know, he's transformed himself into a core player throughout the years. Training camp always provides opportunity for some younger players to make a splash, make an impression, maybe even make a roster. Who are some of the younger Penguins prospects who fans should look for this year in training camp who might even make the team? Yeah, so Philip Hollander, you know, he was speaking at development camp actually this weekend. And he said, yeah, I mean, I'm coming to training camp to try to win a spot. And, you know, that that's awesome, you know, that they got him in the Jared McCann deal when they shipped him to Toronto because they weren't going to protect him. Um, he's probably, I think he's arguably the breath, the best prospect that they have um, right now. So he's definitely going to um, have a, a good chance to make the team out of camp with all the injuries right now. Nathan Legary, I mean, he's been a name that a lot of Penguins fans know. Sam Poulin, same. He's going to definitely have a shot to make the team. But one underrated name that I think not a lot of people are talking about is Valtteri Pustin. And he's quickly rose up in the rankings as one of their better prospects. And he is at development camp. Um, this week, I think the last scrimmage is tomorrow. And he is also, I think, going to have a shot at making the team out of camp. I, I think it's, you know, a bit below 50% that he makes it, but he's still going to get as good of a shot as anyone. I think that in terms of forwards, um, those are probably their best options. Uh, defensemen, there really isn't a lot of um, spots open. You know, you know your top five of Dumoulin, Latang. Patterson, Marino, Mike Matheson, Chadra Weedles, or Mark Weeman's going to get that number six spot. They're pretty deep there. Goaltending, maybe Philip Lindbergh could steal a spot, but, you know, I'd give that like a 10% chance whenever they signed him to an entry-level contract after how well he did at UMass. I expect him to start in Wilkes-Barre this year. I mean, his numbers are ridiculously good, but um, I think the main names, Legary, Sam Poulin, uh, Pustinen, and Philip Hollander. I think those are the four players that have the best shot at stealing a roster spot out of camp. Hunter, why don't you tell our listeners where they could find the podcast and where they could find you on social media? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Penguins. The podcast is on YouTube. Well, it is going to be on YouTube very soon. Excuse me. Uh, it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Honestly, wherever you get podcasts, on your phone. I'm excited to do, be back doing 
daily episodes for this is what season three now of this show. So can't wait to get back into a training camp starts this week, man. So we're what, what, less than four weeks away from the start of the season. I, I can't wait. No, me too. Looking forward to it. Hunter Hodes, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me on. And betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. That does it for this week's Monday episode of the Locked On NHL podcast. Listen to us throughout the week for all the latest NHL news, notes, and happenings from all of our local experts. Have a great week, everybody. I'll be back next Monday with another episode of the Locked On NHL podcast. And again, tomorrow uh, and every day, Monday through Friday, we will have a great show for you. Stay safe, everybody. And thanks for listening to the Locked On NHL podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.